Hey Parkview, this is Devin Neese, your Communications Director, and we've got our next episode of the Groups Podcast today for the week of November 13th to the 20th. Before we get started in our guide segment with Andrea, I've got a couple of announcements for you this week. This Saturday is our packing party for Operation Christmas Child. So come on out to Central Campus on Saturday, November 18th from 9 to noon to pack, prepare, and pray over the shoeboxes before they are sent around the world to deliver good news and great joy to kids just like ours. It's November, which means it's Thanksgiving offering season. For nearly 25 years, we've committed as a church family to give above and beyond our means during this season to benefit specific initiatives often outside the scope of regular ministry at Parkview. Over the next four weeks, in a variety of places, we'll be featuring each of our giving targets for this year's Thanksgiving offering. This week, we are focusing on the EFCA Reach Global Crisis Response. This ministry is part of the EFCA and seeks to organize and mobilize believers across the country to serve local churches and homeowners after crisis. While on the outside, their work looks a lot like rebuilding houses, clearing debris, and cleaning up after devastating things like hurricanes and earthquakes, the heart of this ministry is to care for the individuals and families that they're serving, sharing the hope and love of Jesus for them along the way. We are excited to see what God does through this ministry in the next year to draw lost souls to himself and restore much-needed shelter and places of worship. If you're ready to give to the Thanksgiving offering, you can do so in your usual way, just by noting that you're donating specifically to the Thanksgiving offering. You don't need to specify which target of the offering you're giving to, as the elders will allocate the funds after they've been given. Um, if you're not quite ready to give, I'd invite you to take some time and pray and seek the Lord and ask him what, how he wants you to participate in this this year. And if you're just looking for more information on the different uh, giving targets, you can go to parkviewchurch.org slash TGO to learn more. That's all I have for you. I'll turn it over to Andrea for our guide segment. Hey guys, Andrea here, and excited to be walking through Luke 6, 12-19. So let's dig in. Basically, I'm going to read the passage, and I'll go back and talk through a couple of thoughts, and end with uh, some thoughts, more thoughts, thoughts and thoughts. We love thoughts. Meditating on the scripture, it's really beautiful. All right, I'll be reading from the ESV, and it says this. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve, whom he named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, Bartholomew, maybe Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him, for the power came out from him and healed them all. Ah, what a passage we get to read and, and take in right now. So let's, let's return to verse 12. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. So what days is this? Like, I, I'm a detail-oriented person, and so when I'm like, oh, in these days, in what days? And really, it's just, I think it's a, it was at that time. It was this moment, in this time, he went off to pray. I think the, the better detail here is that he went off to pray. 
And so he went to a mountain and it makes me think of, you know, in the old Testament and Moses meeting with God in the mountain, like there's so many mountain moments. And with Jesus, it seems like a lot of those are in prayer. And so I like, um, I think I've said this on previous podcast recordings that I like juxtapositions. I like things that kind of go here than there um, and kind of rub against one another. So we'll see this in here a couple times, um, such as um, all night he was in prayer. And then later in the day he came down. So he went up at night to pray. He came down in the day and we see really the working out of that prayer. And so I like to think of it as what was worked through in the darkness, through prayer, was revealed in the light. And that just goes back to a lot of what we see of Jesus in the Bible is darkness and light. You know, we are rescued from the domain of darkness and we transferred into the kingdom um, of light of Jesus Christ. And so it's fun to kind of see those little nuggets um, in here as well. So in these days, well, or at that time, Jesus went to a mountain to pray. And all night he continued prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples. So another thing here. This is not his 12. These are multiple disciples. And so this is really before he narrowed it down to 12. But that's what happened that day after praying. He chose these 12 people. And so he also, I find it interesting, he named them. He named them apostles. And so it reminds me of, you know, Adam named the animals. He, um, when parents name their children, it's it's an ability, it's an authority to name something. And so he named them the apostles, which means uh, a distinction. It's a distinguishing title of the 12 whom Jesus selected to really like be closer to him. And they also had special like commissioning to um, be witnesses of Jesus' work, to preach the good news, also to heal and work miracles and remit sins. Um, and so I, I did a little research on blueletterbible.com. Um, I think it's .com, not org, .com. Um, and so it was just really neat to kind of um, see how that goes back to the original languages um, and also just different thoughts on that too with all of the tools there. Would recommend highly. So we see that Jesus goes away to pray. He comes back, chooses 12, names them, and then he goes to a level place. I always find that so interesting that, I mean, I wouldn't think to say, you know, he goes to a level place. I'd be like, yeah, he goes to such and such town. Or he goes to such and such store. I'm a person, if you tell me road names, it's not helpful. If you tell me places, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what we're talking about. So maybe it's a good thing we get a description and not a specific name of a street that he's on. But um, it's interesting too, just a level place where a great crowd of his disciples. So again, not just the 12, multiple disciples here, and a great multitude of people. And so I think, again, not to get caught up in details, which is my tendency, but basically what we see is Judea, Jerusalem. So we see a region, and we also see a city. Then we see two places from the seacoast, and my question is why? Why do we see that there? And I think it's to drive home the point. It was people from all over came to Jesus, came to where he was, and they came to hear him. They came to be healed. We read that in um, verse 18, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And I think that's interesting for us today. Do we, I don't know that we encounter a lot of visible people struggling with unclean spirits. Um, I know my dad's been to India multiple times and he's come back with some crazy stories, not just of food, which is delicious, but also just 
the experience there of the spiritual realm that I don't think we in America really see. We're so we have so much distraction. I don't think that that is something the enemy has to really utilize here. Not that he doesn't. I know he does, but it's just I think we still need to connect with that. That is still a reality, even if we don't think we see it and, and experience it today. Um, it still has a lot of impact in what when we read it here. And then I, I found this really in, incredible as I was prepping for this is verse 19. And all the crowd sought to touch him for power came out from him and healed them all. Okay, let's just pause there. Let's read that again. And all the crowd sought to touch him. So that's Jesus for power came out from Jesus and healed them all. That is incredible. It reminds me of um, the women, the woman who bled for 12 years And she believed that she could touch the hem of Jesus' robe and she'd be healed. And maybe this is why. Because it was known that power just flows out of this man. And I find it interesting. I'm going to go tiptoe just a little bit further. Because I do think it's very interesting to see the context and to see what comes after this, which is the teaching on the Beatitudes. And so many well-remembered teachings. But it was from this beginning. It was from all night in prayer. It was from the revelations received, the apostleship um, named and chosen. It was from the power going out. And so I think, I just, I don't know that I've ever really seen that of Jesus prayed all night to pick people to go with him to the deeper parts of his ministry. And then he, then we see all of these things happen that don't judge others. Jesus pronounces woes, love your enemies. Like we all know those. Those are so just familiar to us, but we don't remember. I don't remember that this is what came right before that. So here, here's just a couple questions to land on. Are you expecting to hear from God during your day without pursuing his heart in the night? So what I mean by that is like, are you, are you pursuing God's heart in prayer? Are you really asking, Lord, is this what you want? Is this your will? Is this the place? I was, I saw something on Instagram today someone teaching about, you know, um, Jesus, how he like hung out, quote unquote, air quotes, it can't, nobody can see when I'm on podcast here, um, hung out with sinners. And they were just making the point of like, actually, he went to them. And so it was because he was about his father's business. So he had an appointment to go to them, not to hang out with them, but to be at a job to do the work that God sent him to do. And just made me think kind of like this is, are we really pursuing the work and the appointments of God the Father through Jesus Christ and the power and the work of the Spirit? Or are we just doing what we think or really what, quote unquote, air quotes again, feels right? And that's tricky because I think the Lord does give us peace. But at the same time, if we're waiting for that peace before we go, before we do something, man, we're going to be waiting a long time. Or we can get tricked into feeling like, oh, well, this feels peaceful, so I'm going to stay here, and it can actually just be comfort lying to us. So those are some thoughts. But then also, like, do you just believe? Like, how about just this? Do you believe that this is true of Christ, the Christ, that he heals before he touches? It's such an upside-down thought. I think t- Pastor Thomas was talking about um, proximity first and then pros- process, I think, um, second a few weeks ago in our Luke series and just that idea of over and over again, I, ever since he pointed that out, just kind of been seeing that of like, even I'm preparing for another teaching and the similar thing is he heals 
then he teaches. And it's like, that's, that's, that's good. I can't learn on an empty stomach. I can't learn if I'm in pain. I can't learn if I'm distracted by these physical things. And so I love that Jesus knows that about people and he heals them. He teaches them. So yeah, do you believe that this is true? Are you pursuing God in prayer and really pursuing his heart um, for what he's called you to in the next steps? And then are you taking the next steps? That's it. It's pretty simple. I think when we get down to it, we read the scriptures, we pray, we seek God, we trust the Holy Spirit, and then we go.